We get it rolling on the Fitz and Brooks show from the Warrior facility. Bob Fitzgerald with you today. Rod Brooks is off, and we figured you're going to start a show, you got to start at the top. And the top of the Warriors food chain is Joe Lacob, the owner. And so, Joe, we just had the press conference to introduce the three draft picks. I know there's a fourth draft pick. Uh, I want to start with the fourth draft pick because nobody knows about him. I don't know anything about him. Tell, tell us about the 52nd pick in the draft. Uh well, his name, and I'm not sure I'm really good at pronouncing this, but it's, uh, I think it's Onion Kuzmich. And uh, he is a really interesting pick. We had targeted him for the whole year as, as soon as we got this pick, a late pick. And now people should know you have a European scout who works overseas and That's all that correct. stuff. Okay. That's right. No, good point. We have, a, we have a, a guy that, you know, is based in Europe, and this is someone we had uh, targeted. We were just hoping that other teams didn't kind of do a lot of homework on him. He was in the second tier of the Spanish League, so not the first tier, although he clearly is capable, we think, of playing in the first tier, and I think you'll see that in the future. He is a uh, he's a big man, and he's quite skilled. We had him in here multiple days for workouts, uh, and he played against one of the centers that was drafted very high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, very diplomatic. I, I Good way to do actually, that. Actually, you could go figure it out. He was Myers Leonard. Um, and and, and uh, I got to tell you, most of us felt he played him even. He's very uh, big. He's mobile. And, uh, you know, this is the kind of guy that uh, we're going to keep in Europe for a little bit. Uh, we don't have room right now for, on the roster, but I think it's a very good strategy to have always a good strategy to be developing future big guys. All right, so Bob Myers just said uh, during the press conference, and i ask you about this, is that, you know, you're involved on the basketball side of things. You said you would be, right, right from the beginning. You own the team. That's totally fine. But he says when an owner is involved that doesn't know much about basketball, it can create a problem. And I, I, I go to the NFL where Jerry Jones kind of bigfoots some of the Cowboys' draft picks, and they've really struggled in the draft. When Jimmy Johnson ran it, they were winning Super Bowls. When Jerry Jones got in there, they started to struggle. So in your case – You've got Bob Myers and Jerry West and Travis Schlank and Larry Riley. Where People want to know, people call in and ask, what's your role during the, the draft and the, the talent evaluation? Well, I am involved. I'm very involved. Uh, I try to be involved. Um, I, you have to understand something, and people need to understand this. That my main job over the years has been developing building companies, right. 25 or 30 years in venture capital. The one thing you learn is that you have to hire great people to run those companies. You don't run those companies yourself. And so I, we hire great people. And, yeah, we, we lost Yeah, that's it. We're working on that, that headset here. So grab this one for one second and just kind of finish that, finish that answer, and we'll tweak that one a little bit. Sorry about that. We lost the headset there. But uh, anyway, the thing you learn in venture capital and the business I've been in is that you have to de- hire great people and let them do their job. And so, yes, I'm going to be involved. I'll listen to everybody. And at the end of the day, someone might have to make a final call if we're not in consensus. That's my role. Other than that, believe me, it's Bob Myers. It's Jerry West. It's Travis and Kirk. It's all those guys are scouts. It's not me making those final decisions. All right, so tell me then, in this draft, from everything I've gleaned from talking to people, is you had a situation where, okay, we've got four picks as the Warriors and, you know, could move up, could move back, could move down. But it seems like maybe playing cards when you get the, you know, you need a card and it comes up perfectly, that 
at 7, at 30, at 35. You had 52 kind of planned, but that you didn't need to move up, that Barnes fell to the Warriors, that, you know, Azili's there at 30, that Draymond Green, people thought in the 20s, he's there at 35. Is that a fair characterization of the draft? It was probably one of the most interesting processes, uh, I think, and certainly the draft that I've ever been through, either with the Celtics uh, over a number of years or here. We targeted these guys. We had, you know, probably there were three guys at the, in the first at our first seventh pick that we were targeting or focused on. Hope one of them would get to us. One of them did, and uh, we all had our favorites. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I will just tell you, he's one of my favorite, <laughs> maybe my favorite. But um, so I got lucky. <laughs> but um, we had trades up, trades down. They were ongoing conversations for days and right to the wire. And we were offered some pretty amazing kinds of opportunities to make trades. But at the end of the day, the guy that we wanted came right to us. And the same thing happened as we entered the the 30th pick. Right. And then to the 35th pick, the guy that we wanted came right to us, which was rather amazing. When you look at uh, a situation now, assessing this roster and people calling and talk about it, uh, a third guard, and you look at, okay, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Charles Jenkins, who's a developing player. Um, Brandon Rush can play the 2-3. But a, a third guard appears to be a need. And then maybe a backup four where you've got David Lee, you've got Bogut, you've got Azili, you've got Biedrinch, you've got Tyler. Um, is that a fair assessment that a third guard or offense initiator and a backup four, is that what's still kind of missing as you go through the rest of this offseason? Well, I think in our group we're very comfortable with Charles Jenkins. Um, I think Charles is a, is developing very quickly and is better than people give him credit for. And if you look at the end of the year, how much he progressed, mm-hmm. how he was able to drive, um, how he was able to shoot the mid-range jumper, and he's tough. So And he's smart, and he works really hard. He's in here every single day. So I think if we can get the right guy, and it could be a point, it could be a two, it could be it doesn't necessarily have to be a pure point guard to okay. be an offense initiator. It doesn't matter who the offense initiator is. Right? right. It's a playmaker we're talking about. Well, you have great catch-and-shoot spot-up shooters, so if a guy could drive right. and kick, I mean, you got all kinds of shooting. So we're looking at some things there, and I'm not going to say much more than that. Let's see what happens over the next you know, short period of time. Uh, and as far as uh, inside, um, you know, again, we're, we're getting pretty deep now. We've mm-hmm. never had this up before where we had three seven-footers. I know, well, a bunch of bigs. So we're really excited about that, and uh, I think we are young at the backup positions to David. You know, that would be Tyler and Draymond at this point, although Draymond can go 4-3, right? Right. So, um, you know, we're going to look also at free agency there and see if there's somebody that can help us there with a little more experience um, to be as part of the group. We have a couple of slots we can fill, and we're looking at a variety of different people. We're talking to Joe Lacob on the Fitz and Brooks Show. Put the other part of your ownership hat on. Uh, Just traveling around in recent weeks – People ask me, the first thing they ask me is the arena in San Francisco. I mean, it really is kind of a, wow, you know, the, the Warriors are going to be moving to San Francisco and have this iconic arena. The press conference was incredible. The site, people got to see it. As you start to get into the nitty-gritty of, okay, you need political approval and coastal approval and construction stuff. And, all, and this, I know it's going to take years to do this, but tell fans – you know, can this be done? Now everybody's kind of getting into that in San Francisco, nothing gets built or whatever. But I think they need to hear, wait a minute, they don't kind of know who they're dealing with as far as getting things done. Well, look, um, it, 
like any project of this magnitude, um, there are a lot of different uh, constituencies that need to be satisfied. And uh, we're just going to go about our job of satisfying all those constituencies, paying very much a lot of attention to each of them, uh, whether it be the local groups, you know, people who live in the area, mm-hmm. whether it be the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, or whether it be the planning department in San Francisco, or whether it be, um, you know, whatnot, all those groups. We're, we're going to spend time on all those things. We're just going to keep knocking down, um, you know, all the, uh, the, the, the the potential problems as they come occur, keep knocking those things down, and get to the point where we need to be to get this arena built. I have great confidence in the team that we've put together that we're going to be able to do that. I have great confidence in Mayor Ed Lee, who has so far been fantastic. Um, we have support. At the supervisor level, we have support uh, with Gavin Newsom, who came to the press conference, and so I, I uh, and he's important, by the way, because he's on the state lands commission. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we think we're going to get this done, and we have the financing for it. We uh, we have the we have the will to do it, and I think we're going to get it done. Um, just let you go with this one. As you look at the Western Conference. And you see various teams. Everybody's in a life cycle here. You know, I think Oklahoma City got to the finals maybe earlier than people had anticipated. The Spurs might have had one more finals run in them. OKC beat them four straight. They went to the finals. But you see the West, which is always a head knocker. The Warriors won 48 games and didn't make the playoffs. As you look at the West, the Warriors have to be one of the up-and-coming teams. But people say, well, they're going to have six young guys, three draft picks last year, three draft picks this year. But as the Warriors sit, there are no draft picks for next year. So really, this is the way. You want the young guys now because you're going to have to have them marinate over the next couple of years. But I think the Warriors and the Clippers and some of these teams, they are the teams on the come. So when you look at that eight, that playoff, that magical spot, I think it is more realistic maybe going forward than it had been in recent years. We have a lot of talent. I mean, if you look at our roster right now, uh, it compared to two years ago, it's totally different roster. It's right? a young roster. Uh, although we have experience and some, you know, guys that are in their late twenties up front with uh, with Bogan Andrew and David and David, so I, I think that's great. Steph's been in the league now three, three. I call him a veteran almost mm-hmm. at this point, so I think that looks pretty good. But we are young. I think it's going to take some time for this to gel. Um, we're going to add a little piece or two. We we just we want to keep getting better. And I do think that the Western Conference, Bob, you're right. I mean, it does look like a few of these teams, you know, probably are getting towards the end of their run, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an opportunity, if we continue to develop our players, uh, to be pretty good and to be very much in the mix. i leave you with this one. If you, if you need to punt on it, that's fine. But I think the whole season is the health of Steph Curry and Andrew Bogut. Okay? I mean, it's, I like the draft. I like the coach. I like the group of guys. I like the energy. I like the front office. I like everything the team is doing. But we got two ankles that really are two big linchpins to everything. Tell fans as much as you feel like telling them about the health of Steph and, and the health of Andrew Bogut as they, they go through this, this process in the offseason. Well, clearly, health is important for any team. Uh, right. I mean, By that's the way, a... at any time, any team, you know, somebody can go down. Look at Derrick Rose. Right. So I mean, this guy looked like and, the well, most unbelievable athlete of all time, right? And then Rose and Noah went down together, and there was yeah. Chicago out in the first round. So things happen, and it's very important to keep your players healthy, uh, no question about it. These guys, look, these are ankles. I've never. Have you heard of a guy? Maybe there's a couple of cases, but I don't think there's very many cases of a guy's career ending because of an ankle. <laughs> okay. They usually recover from that stuff. <laughs> so you know, obviously, it, in Steph's case, it it took a lot longer to recover. Um, he was not ready for this season and uh, clearly kept breaking down. I think we're all concerned. We're, we're no different than you. 
we want to see it. We want to see him prove it that it's healthy. And he does need to be healthy for us to be successful, as does Andrew. But we kind of feel, honestly, they're on track. We're monitoring them very closely. We think, you know, it's a long time between now and November. And we they sh- these guys should be healthy, and they should be okay to play. And, and uh, that those should not be long-term recurring problems. I mean, there are other kinds of problems, you know, knees and, and backs and, backs and, and things around. like that, which are much more chronic, usually, much more chronic types of problems. Doesn't mean that it couldn't be. Couldn't be we could be wrong, but I, I think we're going to be okay. All right, Joe, thanks for stopping by. I know you're running around and busy. I appreciate it. Sure. Well, thank you very much, and thank you to all of our fans, and I hope they're excited about the draft. And uh, I think they are. I think that's it. You know, I, had the, I was hosting the draft party, you know, a thousand people or so. Harrison Barnes, you would have thought the Warriors made the playoffs. I mean, a unanimous standing O. That was the one, because I think people, the fans viewed the draft, Warrior fans are very bright, and they said, okay, I'm hearing about this Waiters guy, I'm hearing this. But when they saw the six picks – Harrison Barnes was the talent. Nobody thought he'd be there. He was there, and then the Warriors selected him. I think fans were pretty happy about that. You know, that. I'll say one thing about this. Seven has been a lucky number. Yeah, it has. <laughs> and 7-11, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, With Clay Thompson right, and Clay. Steph Curry, There's and now, and now Harrison Barnes. Very good. <laughs> right. Joe, thanks for stopping by. All right, that Thank is you. Joe Lake of the Warriors' owner.